0: We are live! <laughs> Welcome to
1: another episode of Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Hello. Hey. Welcome we are here. to Live Brunch. Yes, I feel like we've got some brioche coming our way very soon, so... Is that just hopeful? We are people of faith,
2: you know, <laughs> so... Actually, I haven't been eating
1: um, sugar for... This has been my 71st day of no Whoa. sugars, actually. I probably am not even allowed one of the breaches.
2: <laughs> that's impressive. Thank you. Thank we you. were talking a few weeks ago about, like, our, our change project, things, the things that we've been involved in to do to, oh, p- to yeah. change our lives, and that, that's yeah. your...
1: No sugar or white flour.
2: Oh, oh wow, wow, okay. It's
1: been pretty good. What's the, what's the,
2: the thing that's been, like, the most um, hard to give up in that?
1: Um... So another part of the challenge I've been doing is we're not allowed to eat after dinner. So that is the hardest bit because I'm very peckish after dinner. Yeah. I could not
2: do that. That's good. (laughs) But yes, thank you so
1: much for preaching today today. Mm-hmm. Um, My pleasure. And thank you both for joining. Um, if you've just joined, I'm with Christine Liddiard and Matt Carvel, who's just preached to us. Um, yeah, could you give us a quick summary of what today was on?
2: Yeah, sure. So we've reached the point in the story where the, the Israelites, who the, the, the whole story of the Exodus is about, they have got out of Egypt. Uh, they've got their freedom. God has delivered them. And we saw that last week. But now they face the obstacle of the Red Sea and uh, they are fearful. They are not really trusting God even though God has done something amazing for them already. And um, so how do they get through? Well, again, God does something dramatic. God saves them. God delivers them by bringing them through the Red Sea and then crushing uh, the Egyptians as well. And so the message is kind of all about our identity and something significant shifts for the Israelites in terms of going from being fearful and really what I described about having a slave mindset. They were still kind of thinking of themselves as slaves. And it wasn't until God brought them through the Red Sea see in this dramatic way that they started to to believe God now as we'll go on to see in many in the forthcoming weeks that doesn't it doesn't go swimmingly from that point on but the Bible does say that they started to believe God and they were actually a the focused, their attention was shift on him and so this is a message about our shame and how God has dealt with our shame at the cross so he's dealt with the source of our shame and uh, yeah Jesus dealt with that that brings us into freedom so I've got a few questions uh, for us to be thinking about maybe in our group So with our friends uh, this this week, and firstly, the first one was about I said at the beginning about how uh, our kind of society, the city we live in, loves uh, freedom. And uh, maybe the the first thing to think about is you know why why do you think that is? Why do you think it's such an important value? What examples have you seen of freedom being being celebrated, and in sort of very unquestioned way really? Uh, Secondly. I've put here the Israelites were changed when they encountered the almighty power of God. And so maybe in your, in your group this week, you want to talk about ways that when's the time in your life that you've most felt that like you have encountered the almighty power of God? There's things in my life I, I, I could share, specific episodes, I suppose. And, and how did you feel? How did you respond to that? And then uh, thirdly, how would, what would your advice be? to a christian someone who but who doesn't feel free so i talked about in that in the message as well about jesus has set us free but we might not feel free what would your advice be to them maybe we can talk about a little bit that yeah. as well for ourselves but Sounds yeah great. there you
1: go. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Well I've got a few questions here so I'm right. going to present to both go of you um, and just just dive in. Um, so people seem to understand that they have been forgiven but still struggle with the with the shame aspect and why why do you think this is? You go ahead Christian.
0: I think because it's a matter of our identity mm. that it's really hard to kind of be objective about it. I think if we're struggling with something we've done, we can somehow distance ourselves from that because it might be in the past or something like that. Mm. But when it's what we feel about ourselves, it's not something we can ever escape from because it's who we are. Mm. So if, if, if if you imagine wearing a coat, you can take it off, but you can't take off that sense of identity that goes with you every day. Mm. And when we're on the Thrive Story course, I often talk about the fact that it's like we have a tape, like one of these tapes on the, on the thing there's kind of tapes running in our head all the time. So I think that makes it quite difficult. Mm. I think the other thing is that when people are saved, often we we really uh, emphasise forgiveness of sins, don't we? Um, perhaps we don't talk about shame so much mm. at that point. Mm. So haven't really connected with the truth that mm. shame's dealt with as well as forgiveness.
2: And, and also I think w- with that, it can feel when we do feel that, shame about ourselves there's almost like um the, the the instinct is to put other people away from us mm-hmm. because the, you know when we feel shamed, and um, the, the worst thing we want is that to be exposed people really realize what we're, what we're like and so but that then perpetuates it yeah. because we want to stay hidden and then in that place of keeping things hidden we don't you know in I, like we've been saying through all this series one of the ways that we apply the gospel and take hold of the gospel is in community by talking it through by sharing by speaking the truth to one another about who Christ is and what he's done for us and living in that truth but when we keep areas of our lives or just generally keep more keep things to ourselves and not share them then it gives power to that sin and that shame and there's a cycle that can that can go on that's that's hard to it's hard to break and the longer it goes on the more difficult it is um to to bring it to the light Mm.
1: yeah i've really enjoyed we've had a little group going this this term, and um just really enjoyed sharing and hearing Mm. from other people And there's been Mm. so much power in that um so yeah i'm thankful for this for this series thank you (laughs) um yeah i have some more questions so what does it mean that our identity is in christ
2: yeah I mean this is something that we is often like talked about we talk about but it can be sort of very out there kind of much much a concept um and often we talk about the things that Christ has done for us like he has forgiven us or he has set us free or he's you know you know secured our eternal future in heaven that sort of thing and those are sort of things that are are obviously amazing good news but we can keep them in a sort of separate category away from us but one of the the biggest themes i think in the new testament when it talks about the the work of god in christ is our is our union our actual connection to christ christ christine i don't know if you want to Say say some more about about that.
0: Um, well, yeah, I think this is one of the things we don't necessarily think about or realise again at mm. salvation that we're actually joined to Christ yeah. at that point. Yeah. We he comes and indwells us by his Spirit, but the Bible also talks about things like um, that we've been crucified with him. That that mm. that joining has meant that. Uh, It's what it's saying is our sins been dealt with, and um, but more than that, that means we're also raised with him to resurrection life, and that that's where there's power to live free. Um, Another thing, um, if you look at Ephesians one, there's lots of in him things in there um, one of those is that we're predestined in him we are predestined to be holy and blameless mm-hmm. and I think that you know once we can get hold of these truths and really understand wow we've been predestined to be holy and blameless, blameless and that's even though Jesus sees us for who we are all the sin, yeah. all the stuff that Matt was talking about, he seemed the most shameful stuff, mm-hmm. but actually now in him, we're holy and blameless
2: yeah yeah yeah. and i think it's it's so transforming to recognize that christ has come to us and and the spirit unites us with christ because even just in a sort of uh, day-to-day experience of walking as a christian you can think of christ is over here and christ loves me but i'm still over, over here you know i'm trying to work out my problems and get through life and that sort of thing But actually, Jesus has come to us. The Spirit has come into us. New life has come to us. And therefore, all these things are are true about us. And like Christine said, that amazing passage in Ephesians chapter 1, I mean, the reason that... That the the New Testament affirms these things to us so much is because we're prone to forget them, mm. and we're prone to live in other identities. And when we're not filling our lives, even by very simple things of being and in, in the Bible, reading the Bible, you know, we we forget them. We circumstance tells us a different story that we're not secure, that we're not um, loved even, that we are um, you know, we don't meet the standard all those sorts of things. So we need to have that voice of the truth speaking to us in order to to, to, to ground us mm. and order to for these really things to be really come our identity yeah. and then you know it, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, we do need our minds renewed so that we can live the life that we're supposed to live. But if, if our minds have not the battle's not been won there and we still think of ourselves as slaves we still think of ourselves as i'm just hopeless i can't go through no that's not that's not what god says about you you're telling yourself that Mm -hmm. we need to live in what the good of what god has said to us and therefore we start living a different way we start making decisions we start taking steps of faith because we're focused on what god says rather than what we think about ourselves our circumstance or our past has said about ourselves sometimes people get stuck because of things that have happened in the past and they think well that just defines me that, 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 that's, that's happened to me that's always going to happen I always mess things up or good things never happen to me but Christ just completely changes the story changes the destiny and we start to live in, in the good of what he has says and, and what he has done for us mm.
0: Could you just say a bit I think um, often people say well I know it in theory
2: mm.
0: how, how do we get that right into our hearts because I think that's the nub of this isn't yeah. it
2: I think partly it's, it's about repentance. Mm -hmm. It's, it starts with recognizing what's wrong. Sometimes we can, you know, I'm I'm saying we very much including myself, we, I can say things about myself or believe things about myself that are not true. And that is wrong. Yeah. When Christ has come into the world to bring salvation to my life, it is wrong for me to think of myself as anything other than what God says. So actually, sometimes we're just trying to move away from those things. Just actually repent of those things. No, you're not hopeless. Mm. No, you're you're not a failure. No, you're not just rubbish. That's Mm. not who God says you, you are. And actually saying, God, I'm sorry that I've believed that about myself. Yeah. Help me to trust in what you actually acknowledging that process, rather than just trying to tell yourself when a, when when another narrative is going on. I think I think that that's 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 the beginning of it, and then it's it's continuing to to walk in the truth. Have you as, as you've received Christ, continues to walk in the truth, and that. Partly of that is, yes, being in the Word, being in Christian community where we're talking about these things, speaking the truth to one another, uh, engaging, learning from the Bible, studying the Bible, um, because all those sorts of things Mm. feed the truth into your life so you can live according to it.
0: Yeah, and it's so important what, what we are feeding ourselves, isn't yeah. it? And uh, it's, I think um, we talk about words like meditating mm. on truth. That just means going over it in our minds yeah. and really thinking about it. And I think just knowing that I am a loved child of God mm. and just really thinking about that, even daily, I am a loved child of God,
1: is, mm. is such mm. a tremendous mm. truth that will feed us and will help us. Yeah, mm. yeah. I love that. Um, one of the things I've been doing recently actually part of this little challenge which is like no sugar and everything um, is there's like a daily affirmation that I read Mm. it's like I declare this about myself I declare this and it's all it's all truths and and my word, it's been incredible. Like every day I just feel so like good in Christ. And mm, um, mm. it always actually comes back later on in the day, like something will happen. And I'll be like, I start believing something else. And I'm like, no, I declared that over myself. Yes. This morning, mm. And I'm going to believe that. Yeah. And um, I found that just massively helpful yeah. for myself. Um, yeah. And I think, so just having like a, a daily affirmation, a daily declaration. Yeah. And yeah, again, like as you're saying, community, having people that do speak in um, and say, you know, do, do affirm you of uh, who you are in Christ yeah. is so so key. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you were talking about like the um, repentance stuff. I I guess is it? How do you know? How, like, is it is it a mind trick? You know that it's like, it's, it's all just dealt with. Um, like mm. how, how do you know? Yeah.
2: That, that this that is true you know what you, are you asking how do you know that it's true these things that we're saying and that we're agreeing yeah. with and that sort of thing? Well, I, I think that it is um, <laughs> the, the, the gospel obviously it sounds very obvious to say, but it is it is a, is a step of, of faith. you know in the New Testament talks about how that if Christ has not been raised, then all this stuff that we're hoping in, it's it's worthless like the whole thing is built on Christ being raised Christ being who he says he is being the son of God Uh, and if that is true then we can take hold of these things and they are meaningful and and so there does come a point are you going to trust you're going to trust that Uh, if you've seen enough of Christ that you can trust that what he says is true and who he is is true and ultimately um that sounds kind of very a very subjective thing but ultimately believe that the truth of Scripture is not just something that we need to convince ourselves, but actually it's a dynamic experience of the Holy Spirit Mm. that as we do these things, it's not just because it sounds good, that it encourages us you now what happens when we take hold of the truth is the truth takes hold of us yes. the, the spirit speaks to our heart and it's not just telling ourselves in our minds when we do that there's a spiritual experience that that, that builds us up and that, that because God is real and and you you'll experience that when your faith is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what differentiates I guess from maybe maybe it, uh, secular approaches to to get through this of um and and I think the other thing you know even going on what you were just saying there about affirming yourselves uh, in the truth one of the other aspects of that is that it's at the same time it it does boost your confidence but it boosts it in a in a way that humbles you as well, mm, because sure. you're recognizing your need. I'm not, it's not telling yourself you are great. It's that, that the gospel is actually telling us, no, without Christ, you are not great, yeah. but because Christ, you you are loved. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is so much more powerful because it's not dependent on you. And I think this is what puts it in a different category to other maybe secular approaches that want to boost self ex- self-esteem, boost the ego, tell yourself you're great. Well, when the evidence is not, For that, when we make mistakes and we realize our weakness, just telling ourselves is great is not going to be a long term solution. But the gospel is not just telling yourself you're great, it's telling yourself you're not great, but you are loved and Christ has come and He set you free. And all this, the focus is on Christ, but it changes our lives, Mm. yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: good. It's really hollow, isn't it? Mm. If you're if you're just doing that, there's nothing underneath it. Yeah. Whereas faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's a substance of things hoped for, and we're we're putting our trust in in God. Although He's unseen, there mm. is substance. There is there's the the finished work of Christ yeah. Yeah, yeah, available yeah. for us.
2: I mean, it, it does. It is a uh, to to access that. It is a step. Like al- although. Um, as we kind of the way Jacob uh, landed it at the end of the service, there. Although God does something incredible in terms of pushing, you know, pushing the water up, the Israelites themselves still walk. Yeah. They did, they did follow God. So it's it's coming to a place of recognizing enough. In Christ to actually take that step, and you do have to to walk. Christ says, "Follow me," mm. uh, and so it's walking in the good of that, and that's that's what we're talking about, taking mm. steps ourselves.
0: I think it's really important to realise that sanctification, um, you know, that ongoing making of us holy that God is doing in our lives, that we cooperate with Him, with the Holy Spirit, yeah. Yeah. with works of obedience, and sometimes we can think it's all God. God's going to do everything. In one sense, he
1: is, but we actually are partnering yeah. in that with him. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. yeah. that's really yeah. good.
1: Um, we have a question, uh, oh, so okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fire away. Um, God says, Do not murder, yet He murders the Egyptians, even though He says, Everyone can change. So, why does this happen?
2: Good question. I think, um, what's, what's going on there is um that i guess we're, we're applying a standard to god that god applies to us and uh, which i can under, understand that but i think that's a uh, th- there is a, a step being taken then for, so for god to say to us for god the uncreated god almighty god of the universe to say to us do not take the life of someone else like god is in the place of justice and he is the judge and he dictates the law but for us to twist that back and say well no we have a standard for you to keep yeah. that's there's, there's in, in, imbalance there but i would also say that god does not murder the egyptians god does execute his justice and judgment and uh, the bible is clear that when we fall short of god's standard that that is sin and that the consequence of sin is death and the reason that there is death in the whole of life is because of 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 sin Everyone will die, and God, as God, uh, reserves the the right and to to take life whenever whenever He He wants to. And you could say He's He's killed them. He's murdered them. Well, He is He is He has executed His justice and judgment against them. And they 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 were. To, you know, he reserves the right to do that. But at the same time, they were horrible oppressors as well um, and, you know, inflicted the slavery. And it, so it wasn't, it wasn't arbitrary. It wasn't just God one day decided, oh, I'm just going to take away that people. No, this was a response to the, the 430 years. And, and you see that again and again in the Old Testament, uh, that God is patient towards people, even people that are not of his, you know, his chosen people. He's still patient, wanting people to turn from wickedness, but there comes a day that that patience com- comes to an end. I don't, yeah, anything yeah. else? Yeah,
1: that's no, fine. <laughs> Great. Well, I think we've come to the end of live brunch, not live lunch. There you go. Um, no brioche. No <laughs> brioche. Yeah, it'll come, it'll come in a minute, actually. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thanks so much for, uh, to both of you for coming, and thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you soon. Bye-bye.